Good afternoon, welcome to the market wrap for APW for week ending 21st of May 2021. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Okay, this week I was going to try and continue, if I could, with a little bit of an educational theme from last week based on people writing to me and saying, what's going on with this or what's going on with that? I had one lady in KL who wrote in and said, I hear the market soaring. Is that true in the UK? Well, it all depends on what you read and where you, and where you find your information. That's the most important thing. You know, with all property, it's caveat emptor, buyer beware. So I was going to try and go through a couple of the papers and some research places where you can find good information. In The Guardian this week, they had a very good article that was taken from Zoopla, I think, where it talked about the um, rental demand being up in the UK year on year to the end of first quarter by 32%. So 32% more demand for rental accommodation than a year ago. Now, why is that? It's basically because, you know, the COVID rollout, uh, people are getting more confident and moving out from home, perhaps, getting back into the marketplace. They're not you know, hunkering down and worrying too much. Uh, in addition, there's a shortage of supply because people have been getting out of the buy-to-let market. So now it's a case of people, there's not enough out there for people to rent. Thirdly, it'll continue to rise because the cities are opening up as well. So basically you have constrained amounts of supply and that's the biggest thing. You've got people moving out to try and get into it. The cities are opening up again and it's not the end of the world as we thought and it's going to be all over urban centres. So what does it mean to us? It means that the buy-to-let investor is going to benefit because of higher prices in the purchase market I keep going hand in hand with higher yields because there's less property out there available. So the, the message there was really, you know, it's still a good time to buy to good time to buy to let. So moving on to the Daily Mail, and there's a great article there about inflation. And uh, the gentleman who wrote it says, "I have a shocking memory of clambering back into the UK housing ladder in 1989 after being in Washington for 10 years. It's a visit. To, it's as vivid today as it was then. Even then, I was lucky enough to get a decent sized deposit." my interest rates on my property was 12.75%. It was just at the end of the Margaret Thatcher era. era. Uh, inflation hit a high watering 7.78% later that year and 12 months later, it was 9.46. The Bank of England put rates up to 14.8% as interest rates on mortgages. Now I remember this myself because it was when I had my first flat in London and our interest rates were huge. And at one stage I couldn't afford it and I wanted to send my keys back to the landlord, to the uh, mortgage company, which is a company called UCB in Switzerland. And uh, they didn't want them because we were, they said, we, we don't want it. You've got to struggle on. And so what the Daily Mail is basically saying is that interest rates could go up hugely going forward. And that's a real problem. So what if people borrowing loads of money to buy? They're making a huge mistake. Is that true? No one really knows the truth of what's going to happen because we've never lived such a thing as COVID before. But if, you know, history has taught us in the past that profligate money creation can end in bad news. Okay, but what's different this, what's different this time? Firstly, we've got a global system where all the banks are working together. We've never had that before. Secondly, the Bank of England would add 25 billion to its annual interest payments on the money it owes today with just a 1% rise. That's a humongous amount. So they can't afford to raise interest rates up to 10%. So they have to work with other banks to control this. And if you're really worried about it, 
go for a fixed rate mortgage. Those weren't available in the old days. So it's a good idea to do it. Um, should we take the Daily Mail seriously? Personally, I don't think so. Here's a great quote from Wikipedia, which says, using it as a reference is now generally prohibited, especially when other more reliable sources exist. The support, they supported a ban on the Daily Mail for Wikipedia based on reputation of poor fact-checking, sensationalism, and flat-out fabrication. So be careful what you read. Okay, let's move on to the Financial Times. They focused on UK jobs. They said that um, payrolls had increased by 97,000 between March first quarter. That's a 0.2% rise, which is the first increase since the beginning of the pandemic. There's a glowing body of evidence that the Bank of England believes that unemployment will peak at 5.5%. Capital economics are saying something between that and 5.8%. Okay, so if unemployment's there, is that bad? Let's look at it in historical terms. The average rates for the UK of unemployment between 1971 and 2021 are 6.85%. So it's actually higher than it is now. So is this unemployment level the end of the world? Probably not. In 1973, it was the lowest rate ever, 3.4%. 1984, the highest rate ever, 11.9%. So these are the facts. And the point is, is that, you know, these are supporting the, the story that there isn't going to be a huge crash. Now, I looked at the Sun, and you think the Sun's not going to be a very strong paper, but they did a covering of the Queen's speech. And their headline was, rip-off leasehold rules will be torn up for millions under a revamp property laws, which will save thousands. Now, the Queen didn't obviously actually say that. But the gist of it is, is that the government is bringing in something called the Common Hold Council, which will be a change from leasehold to freehold. And the Common Hold Council will basically do away with the leasehold system, and it will be where owners of flats share the ownership of the entire block and have their say on how it's run. Professor Nick Hopkins from Commissioner of Property Law at the Law Commission said, we are pleased to see the government taking its first decisive steps towards the information of Law Commission's recommendations to make enfranchisement cheaper and simpler. Basically, everyone will be going to a 990-year lease, as opposed to the current, you know, 125 or 250, and then it's shrinking down. So that's amazing, good reporting for this from the Sun. Um, and what it points out is that in the future, there's going to be very little difference between leasehold and freehold. Finally, uh, have a look at Knight Frank. Knight Frank have a thing called the, the um, Intelligence Labs, which is one of their one weekly publication. It's well worth reading. And it just talks, I just want to mention it very quickly because we talk about regional stuff. Is Wigan going to go up? Is Leeds going to go up? You know, where should we buy? And that's geographical stuff. But I think perhaps sometimes we should look at real influence in the mar influences in the marketplace. For example, Cardiff and Swansea apparently. Cardiff Uni has, is the fourth highest number of medtech degrees, medtech degrees in the UK, and Swansea's got the third highest. The Development Bank of Wales, <laughs> which I didn't even know existed, as, as the third highest funding level for all high growth medtech in the UK. And they funded a company that's launched in 2012, uh, which has now just hit one billion pounds uh, turnover. And that's been going since 2012 and 2011. So it's quite amazing. They're saying that, you know, Intelligence Lab is saying that COVID has accelerated investor appetite for UK life sciences 
and equity investment in high growth UK life sciences has reached 967 million in the first quarter alone, which is 25% higher than all of 2020. Okay, and the highest level of government investment for 40 years is going into life science, biotech, R&D. And a lot of it apparently is built around artificial intelligence. You know, we're making super bright computers that can imagine what's going to go on as opposed to having to let's go through trialing. Um, evidence of this is that uh, NVIDIA is partnering with AstraZeneca on a transformative-based generative AI model for chemical structuring and use of drug discovery using the Cambridge One, the UK's largest supercomputer. So it's not just about regions, it's about what's going on in those regions that will really make their, their property prices punchy and growth and grow. What is going on in those regions and those areas that's going to make rentals really go up. So you need to focus less on perhaps what this area is going to do and more what are the employers in that area going to do? Are there new employers? Are they new world? Are they post-COVID or are they pre-COVID? So there we go. Look at the press, things to think about. I've got a great one for the Express, but I just haven't got time. So take it easy. Have a good week and hopefully I'll see you next week. Thank you very much.